0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. So this one is a new one that I've been trying to get off the ground for a bit. I'm trying to share with you all the difference for those of us who know how to self-regulate. And we also have self-worth and we have secure attachment for how we handle people who make it hard to love. Because we know that they don't know love. Love is spontaneous. It's an open-hearted three-year-old. Because that's you having reconnected with the ability to be yourself. And I say reconnected because we all began life with our attachment system knowing of getting met with secure attachment. Mine has always known that one, for example. Our body also has always known or knew at least of a second of restorative embodied self. That's the whole grace thing that some people talk about. I'm just going to talk about it as you knowing how to be in a restorative embodied self. It means your rest and rejuvenate ventral vagal nervous system. So without yoga, I personally learned how to be my three-year-old self because as a three-year-old, I was already a securely attached in my own body person. I got to have a parent who did give me the consistent contingent communication so that I could become my own safe haven. And so in moments of distress, I know how to self-regulate. They also allowed me to learn how to be my own secure base, which is I know how to go and say, I want to be interested in that thing all by myself. Yep, I know how to say I'm nervous about that. And then I'm still going to go and check it out because I want to, because I'm going to. I'm very sensitive as well. Okay, so I learned how to say here's who Maria is very easily. And that didn't change to the point of where I still ask questions like a three-year-old just ask my younger sister who teases me. (laughs) And she makes fun with my with her friends and my friends on just how many questions I'm going to begin to ask. Okay, so that's a three-year-old. When you meet people who don't know love, they don't actually treat people like me, always in ways that are nice and they will take advantage, but we don't actually consider people taking advantage. What does that mean? So if somebody is playing, quote-unquote, a game to protect themselves, and so they're in a protective false self, defective shame, and that means they have low self-esteem, passive-aggressive, indirect communication, they don't know healthy boundaries, and so they will be not in a place to know how to love themselves, they will also not in a in a place to stop dating beneath themselves. They will not know to stop being codependent. They will not know to stop potentially struggling with addictions. They will not know potentially to stop submitting to others and to stop being stuck in their own rumination. They will not know how to stop being bitter about life. They will not know how to stop to say, I'm not going to be angry or vicious or mean asshole or what. It's okay. People who are on that scale of 1 to 22 of evil, of Michael Stone, they all need a good therapist. And the quote-unquote worst-case scenarios that people like to draw out when it comes to, I had to learn to protect myself because all of people lie. I won't ever find anyone because, look, all those people who are couples, they're all actually playing this game They're all pretending. So there's some people, they just literally can't figure out how to be happy because they're not going to a good trauma therapist who's helping them to get out of their own attachment pattern, which is going to be an insecure one if they don't know how to happily love like a three-year-old. Happily loving like a three-year-old means you are a bonus in my life and that's what you get to be. And I'm a bonus in your life. So if you don't like me, I will be sad like a three-year-old. It has happened, and I will then eventually accept and get over it. Why? Because a three-year-old is only a figure of speech to say your implicit memory up till three years of age is the relationship you're going to have with your emotional body. And if you're lucky, like I am, you will have had it consistent. If you were unlucky, like the parents, though, that were also unlucky and so on and so forth, then we have what is called an emotional body disconnect Then we have good therapy or person who says, you know what, I want a relationship with my emotional body, which means I want to learn how to have those six basic emotions, and I'm going to use my relationships to build a loving, happy life. And lo and behold, there's your choice points. Okay, so remember though that the mind it's not only your enclosed lovely brain and skull, it's the aspect of for at least when I'm learning from Daniel Siegel interpersonal neurobiology it's the emergence of energy and flow is how he terms it but I'm going to allow myself to mix a little bit of this and that and just share that a person their mind will be affected by the pattern of attachment okay and so it will have potential ways of rigidity Now this is not to justify anyone, let me make that clear. So here's what the 5D mystic in the Enlightenment age group knows. Since you are a person of young age, you will know the right silence because you will know of Shiva. And you'll know how to sit with the depths of your emotional being because you will feel very deeply. You'll also know how to handle those who call you sensitive and perhaps use your sensitivity in a certain way. But you don't actually stop loving because you get choice points. That means you get to choose if you stay connected to expanding consciousness, to Purusha and Prakriti. Okay? And on that note, when you do stay connected, you don't actually lose any one of those moments of your life you don't consider having wasted any moments of your life and that is with every single one of those people that you will have interacted so if somebody makes it hard to love they haven't made it hard for you to love you know they don't know how to love the emotional upset that can come about is not one that leads you to the type of dark night of the soul that the 4d talks about okay so on that note 5d mystics have a good relationship with their emotional body that's because we have a safe haven secure base relationship with ourselves so we will have had secure attachment and that's because we got Lucky if they want to say that, that's fine. We got a third of attunement and then we got repairs to ruptures. We got a parent and our parents and our household that got us to be able and have that environment. So our self does not have this emotional regulation based on others. In fact, when we move into our peers, our adolescents, we don't learn to regulate with our peers, even if our peers will be important to us. We learn how to regulate At a certain point to ourselves because peers will be unreliable because all teenagers are emotionally immature until they're not. They're emotionally immature because they go through their own pruning process of the brain, but also all of the hormonal changes. So we all remember the depths of emotions explored by all of us, I know I explored plenty of emotions, and I also remember moving out of the, I feel myself moving from one extreme to the other, the other extreme, I always forget to mention these areas for you all to hear about, but I remember moving into that by being aware, if I can go to this depth of extreme, I can go to this other depth, well, I want to stay in the middle, and I want to experience all the emotions, okay, so experiencing emotions are an aspect that we will enjoy. We will not enjoy figuring out that people that we love actually want to bring about their own human suffering and their own trauma story to us. And that's where we will, though, understand that they don't know how to get out of their own pattern because they don't see that they're Not feeling alive when everything is going great is their own hypervigilance from their own trauma story. So trauma story involves attachment wounds. We will not engage in trying to tell a person you have trauma. You should go see a therapist, no. That's not our job as people. It doesn't matter how many things you know, unless you're a codependent type human being, which those of us who are securely attached are not, we're not going to go tell another piece of life what they should do with their life. Okay, so that's one. So when people are making it hard to love, again, it's not hard. They don't know what love is. We're going to know that they don't know what love is, and we know instead how to be direct communicators and say, this is not okay. It doesn't matter how it will come out of our mouth. We're going to say it because that's what heart-to-heart conversations are, but also because we know what it means to love ourselves. And so the minute that you're going to not protect our relationship, and that means to have the ability to care about each other, because protecting means that you take note that my emotions are here, your emotions are here, and we want to talk about things straightforward. So when people don't know how to love, we just learn how they are not going to protect our relationship because they're uninterested in the intimacy component. They're good with the, what is it? The exchanges. They're good with the exchanges, what I'm going to say. So they, they are in going to enjoy the shares. We also learn, though, that that's a very superficial arena. So they're not building anything with us. They're not tending to the enrichment of our relationship. They're just in it for a pattern. Okay? And so pattern is what it is. It's like a wheel. It goes around and around. The bus and the wheels go around and around. So we don't need to use time. You know, it's like those mundane tasks. The minute that a person becomes their pattern or, say reveals their pattern we just know that their pattern so they don't make it hard for us to love they just make us aware of what they're going to do when they need us or when they want us and if we're available we're going to be there and if we're not available we won't be there they won't notice of either or because we'll be able to have set up the boundaries in a way of here's my 24 hours and here's what I can do and here's what I can't do because we don't lie and we don't create stories we just state things as is those who are intuitive, because I've had people throughout my life where they begin to make present their own stuff, I always share with them, uh, this is not how a three-year-old, this is not how a freely loving person lives their relationship. I I don't do this type of stuff, list building. No, it's a free thing. Mm, You're a an independent person, I believe you do your own day-to-day, I do my own day-to-day, we are going to be able to chit-chat, maybe not chit-chat, that's how it works. That's a person who is a, again, safe haven, secure base. That's why Solo poly Amory, which is a polo poly secure person though, not going to have an issue telling somebody, this is my day-to-day life. And the issue, quote-unquote, other people who are not here they don't actually understand what i'm sharing because they need to attach to another person okay so when i've talked about polyamory to people that don't know what it means they think that it means you don't love they they think that it means you don't um yeah how can i explain this one it's it's fascinating because They don't know what it's like to be in the depths of their own nervous system from their human being body is what I'm going to say. They don't know what it means to be enriched by their relationships without being afraid of losing each other. Okay, so here's where there's a moment in time. This has happened only twice in my life. And I know I told you all about these, but I'm not going to get specific. But I told you about this story. There's only two things that have, in my life, been brought to my attention in a way that I was like, "Wow, I'm going to have to work on this." One was when I was little, the other was way later on. And I never forget looking out that window and saying, "This is a gift," while I was actually becoming aware of what I was about experience, what I was experiencing. And this is why a three-year-old is always going to stay loving because we know as a piece of expanding consciousness that we are learning how to harness our own left and right mode because while I was looking out this window, window I was like, well this is actually a very normal thing that I feel and that I am experiencing and this is why it is a beautiful gift because actually this is a very this is what I probably would want, yes, you know. Or anyways, there's ways that we process aspects that we're going through. So when I say what we would want, any person who cherishes life and their loved ones, this is something that we are always going to be aware of. The fact that when we're conscious and when we're not, and that when we start all over again, we have to start all over again, which means we actually do forget and that's something that like I understand it I remember when I figured this one out a while back but I still I'm like I still don't like it so as a kid no I didn't understand it cuz as a kid I only had God and Jesus and heaven and all that stuff so I consistently remember knowing you know I want and hope that heaven is real cuz I want to remember my physical loved ones as they are like I want to and so here's attachment to the actual people As I got into becoming awakened to the sphere of consciousness and mysticism, there was a moment where I realized why we don't, actually. And it's not because you have to go through suffering. Actually, no, the future is going to be way different. I already know my future, and I know who's not going to be there. That's actually, if I have to say... If I think of things too much, then I'm like, wow, that's really sad because I know who's not going to be there. Obviously, I also know that I'm not going to remember any of this. This is the whole point. So the part about what we love most in our life, when you're a conscious person and you're expanding consciousness, besides the part about being a secure attachment person, is our relationships. You only have 24 hours. And so, yeah, when people don't know how to be loving and they protect themselves from some teenage stuff that happened, that's sad. When they have trauma and attachment wounds, that's even more sad. But luckily, we have good trauma therapists. So there's good information for people who take their emotional body seriously. And what we want to begin to talk about more and more as we move forward, which I'm already doing, is how can those of us who are the three-year-olds who are genuinely loving and kind because we're compassionate, not because we are better behaved. No, because we know how to have and hold space. So what I mean, when I say kind, I shouldn't use that word because for some people, you won't be kind. And so I'll use an example. When I know that there are loved ones who have the attachment insecurity stuff and they're looking to play out their pattern because they're going through a moment of suffering. So their body is not in a regulated state. They don't know how to self-regulate. They've consciously chosen not to go to therapy. They've consciously chosen their story, so they have made a choice point. But they're wanting a moment to unload. They, They don't know where to turn, okay? So they're desperate. They're desperate to do what their pattern wants them to do, and they're not smart enough to disengage. And I said smart, stable, mature, adaptive, rational, teachable. Okay, now, these people that I know in my life, I've talked to them about all of the trauma-informed stuff and structural dissociation, for example, and they consistently don't understand, by choice, though, the words that I speak because these are smart people. And I try to explain it so that they can figure out Okay, look, your pattern, it needs you. You need to be the one who's going to self-regulate when you're actually unregulated. You're needing to become your safe haven. I don't know how else to explain this, you know, and it's like, oh, but I'm, I'm only human. I want attachment. Okay, then go and sign up on some app. But still, that's not going to help you in the moments of your distress and your pattern if you don't take the ownership of the pattern and say, wait a minute, okay, let me choose... How am I going to replace this behavior? This is the one thing that any person can do, but it's how motivated are you on your own? That's why therapists are important because it would be how motivated and how aware are you on your own that this emotion and this human suffering is yours from when you were an infant. What I've noticed is people who do suffering, they tend to talk about evil, devil, demons, and they're the ones who say, I am a person who protects myself. I don't believe in love. All people are shitty. All people are asshole. And they literally, and and with all of their might, don't believe that people are genuinely loving. I know that many that I've met that are passerbys, not the people who get to know me, the passerbys, that are with trauma and attachment wounds, will say, "Ah, I bet you that person's hiding something. I know it. I'm sure of it. And they will have all of whatever's in their mind. The ones who instead they take advantage of, quote-unquote, they can't take advantage, but they enjoy hanging out this one happened. So there's like three different interactions that happened in this recent time frame because the solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse brought about a specific number of things to people. And so when people want a quote unquote hit of a breath of life, that's because they're looking to be given some stimuli, because life, when you meet a three-year-old that is love in life, you're always going to be like, wow, this is amazing, because we're the ones who wander. So we're, we're just always full of a lot of life. That's what we all are, but some of us, we're living it, because we're just always in our ventral state again. So we're talking to you and, and participating, and we're a piece of consciousness. When people, on the other hand, are in their suffering mode, they want to interact but they want to interact in a way of trying to instigate a specific vibration. And so they're going to try and have you become the whatever pattern they're looking for, because they're playing out a pattern that is something unconscious, subconscious, not to the person who's doing it. The person who's doing it might know that what they're doing, I'm trying to get that person to get pissed off or get afraid or actually laugh inside. Ha, 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 ha. I'm doing this thing. Ha, ha. Okay, so little kid, because that's what it is. It's a little kid. It's a teenager with a little kid who's suffering. And while 4D thinks of these people as they say, ah, oh, Siren the Mermaid, Energy Vampire, Darkora, that's not, what we're, that's not what we're dealing with. That's the energy behind it. What we're dealing with is a person who has what is a horrible horrible attachment wound. Their body feels like basically grinding teeth. And I won't go into the description because just thinking about it makes me so sad for the person and people that I know who have this. Now, the only way they're able to mask this plane, and that's why the 4D plane is not going anywhere, because as long as a person does not actually learn To say, you know what, I'm going to go to good trauma therapy because I know that my nervous system is what I'm going to work with. It's once a person breaks it down humanly. So when we look at 4D Mystics, they don't do it. When we look at people who use the movies and say, oh no, evil one, evil this, evil that, they don't do it either. Okay, so when I'm meeting people who don't know how to love, I have not in ever... One of my days of lives wanted to say, let me point something out to you. The more I learn about how awful it is, the more I'm like, wow, this is the saddest thing ever. So if you're going to get some kind of arousal, quote unquote, because it ain't arousal. But if you're going to get off on a high on, I don't even know what, because this is, the point is that I'm trying to make actually is that they don't. Because the minute that people try to instigate a person to be emotionally in suffering, you're not going to be successful. You can't break a three-year-old heart because we don't know what you're doing. We just genuinely love who you are, how you are, and we're going to pick up on your nervous system. We learn how to differentiate because it's not our nervous system, and then we're going to be like, I don't know what you're doing. And we're going to be completely indifferent to it energetically because our nervous system doesn't pick up on your nervous system anymore because your patterns become fixed we know what you're doing and again it's not about the brain thinking it it's that you don't know how to love you're you're a repeat like a carousel but you don't even play music anymore and you're not going to be able to get what you're looking out of the interaction because you don't have a person who's actually engaging in what you're what you're doing I can thank a number of people that throughout my years, I've been able to learn how to become more unconditionally loving because of being presented with their own projection. And their projection equated me feeling sad or like, wow, my friend's doing this or, you know, the oversoul of this. and And feeling bad means not ashamed of me, but feeling sad and emotionally in the place of heartbreak with it. And the deeper that uh, those moments where it was during the transition and the shift, and, and, and I already knew that I was going through the emotional maturity and the physical maturity because that's where we are at, the 5D mystic with the Enlightenment. So Age Group, Infinite Possibilities was opened up. I was so excited that day. You know, it's uh, beautiful, beautiful memories. So... When you relate to the plane of consciousness with the 5D, it's in an integrated brain, secure attachment. And we don't project. We know how to handle projection because we don't consider it shit. We consider it a person that we love. We understand that they're upset and we learn how to say, what's going on? What are you upset about? you know, and and when they can't handle it, we try to be, you know, another space, you know, I learned through a couple of my friends that have attachment wounds how to handle my words, because they didn't know how to handle their emotions, and every time we had interactions, I learned more and more how to do what i also learned with the lovely trauma-informed courses, and it's really just you being in your ventral vagal nervous system, and being able to communicate and that's it. And even sometimes not communicate. So the part that's harder is actually when they're looking for a way to engage in their own pattern, because you don't know how to engage in drama. I don't do drama. I don't know. I've never known drama. And that's why people as a teenager, they thought I was emotionless. I'm like, I'm not emotionless. I just don't do what you're doing, which I don't even understand why you're doing it. So here's where as a person who has this my lovely, not-so-lovely panic attacks, when people don't understand what I'm doing, and I know that they don't understand it because we all know that there are things we don't understand. When people get off on actually um, being not nice to others, I don't actually understand it, and I don't see it either because what I perceive is not a person. I perceive an infant. And really what I perceive is the heartbreak and then I perceive the fear and the sadness and the actual loneliness and more. And this is what is very sad to figure out that some people don't actually know what they are bringing to the table. But you know, here, here's what makes us Happy for the 5D mystics. Uh, It's one, knowing that with the good educators, people can learn how not to be in those body types. And two, when we got to mature our emotional body and the physical body, that's for my mystics right now, it's because we learned how to hold more love. And that's because we help to process for people who don't know how to process their own emotional stuff. So it doesn't mean you healed any person's trauma. No. We are able to clear trauma charges. It's two different things. And the collective is a collective for reason. So there are those of us who throughout the different shifts, and right now is the least of the most impactful because right now what we have are 5D educators that are teaching people how to self-regulate. So we don't have to, and we're not any longer holding light for people, meaning picking up on a collective that doesn't know how to self-regulate. Because of all of the yoga, thank you Sadhguru, because of all of the holistic, because of all of that, we have bodies that know how to sit in silence. And thanks to that, we, the ones of us who have been in this 5D plane for a long time, it's it always feels like a long time, <laughs> 2006. So love doesn't get hard for those of us who just know love. It gets easy and more enriching and more beautiful. We feel bad for people who don't learn how to use the good educators that are out there to start to learn how to self-regulate and that uh, they actually don't know that they're not making any difference when they do what they do except for in their own life because you know when you take actions that are not in the favor of sharing love with another person you're the one who's going to think about it when you are clear in your mind so this is why a pattern it has light and shadow light and shadow light and shadow but it's because a person doesn't learn how to consistently say you know what i don't want to do the uh, charge part. I want to process the charge part. I want to process and learn equanimity. Because equanimity is not hypervigilance, it means learning to be in your actual ventral vagal state. It feels unfamiliar. And when it feels unfamiliar, remember the Bezel van der Kolk study that he shares, it's not his study, but he talks about the study. A person doesn't feel alive when they're not in their re-traumatization. Their default mode network is offline. This is why the psych educators are important. I mean, for me, when I'm with my loved ones, I share with them information. If I have mentors in a group, you all, with the podcasts too... I am able to know I am here to inspire human potential. So I'm sharing something that if you don't understand why I'm talking about it, well, you, you know, you shouldn't be listening to personal development stuff or anything related to inspiring human potential. And that's why, to me, there's people who are interested. The 5D mysticism is also interesting because 5D mystics will be tired and not very engaged in 4D chit chatter at all, not even a little bit. Um, So on that note, let me share lastly, when you love like a three-year-old, and that means just spontaneously, and so you're always alive, you don't know what it means to not enjoy a day. You learn how to just, enjoy those little moments with the people that want to share who you are and for the ones who again they don't know how to love we don't cut people out we don't abandon ship we don't shame or blame or fault or do any of let me tell you why you're evil no you're not evil you're a person and um what at most, we'll find ourselves doing is presenting, yeah, this isn't going to (laughs) work. I can't be myself with you because I'm an unconditionally loving person. And on that note, as somebody who does recognize that mononormativity is the way, I still don't have any problem or issue when it comes to talking about the polyamory lifestyle I have yet to find somebody who's actually been in a place of um, arrogance or evil quote-unquote meaning to insult but at the same time that's because we have a lot more open-minded people than online sometimes I would say that it's not giving an accurate description of what is out there so I meet a lot more open-minded and fun people than not. And when it comes to the polyamory, the only ones who don't understand it are the same ones who are close-minded when it comes to their relationship. And what that means is they don't have secure attachment and they're not their own safe haven, secure base. So they actually, emotionally speaking, need another person to feel love and so that's where you know you don't really go down that path of trying to explain to somebody who's not in any way shape or form interested in becoming an independent human being emotionally speaking so in that in that case when I'm trying to explain no we're not indifferent uh Meaning that we have compersion. We're happy for our loved ones if they're sharing their life with somebody that they're happy about. Uh, Or, you know, of course, we won't appreciate if somebody is with us and then they're distracted and they're not actually just telling us how things are. But it's not because we are insecure. It's because if you want to do something more with your time, be direct about it. Okay, so a secure attachment person, polyamory or monamorous, it doesn't matter which one, but if you're secure, you will know how to say, hey, what's up? Just make up your mind. Just decide, what are you doing? Which one is it? Uh, we won't be shy to tell somebody. You can go, 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 <laughs> go have fun, do whatever. We're, we're going to be here later. But if, on the other hand, what you're doing uh, is something different, And that's where I'm not going to get into that because this is what I was trying. I was trying to also share how we don't justify people who on purpose start to do things. We don't even see it, but even if we notice it for any reason, shape or form, if somebody doesn't understand, this is me, this is transparency. If somebody also furthermore doesn't actually take note, When I'm saying I'm so vulnerable that this is actually embarrassing. I've had these situations. And I've literally, without any shame, said this is embarrassing, but it's important to me. You know why? So here's what love always does. (laughs) Love is always consistent. Here's what secure attachment does. We are always consistent. Here's what a self-regulated person whose self-worth is here. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to tell you all of what I'm thinking and feeling, and that way I know that I've done everything that I needed to do, that I wanted to do, by the way, but needed, quote-unquote, because you know some people say, oh, you don't know how to communicate. Okay, let me spell it out to you. So here, one, two, three, four, five, I'm spelling it out. It is not in any way, shape, or form any clearer than this. And so when you have done everything that you can possibly do to basically state this is exactly what I'm trying to state. Now, some people would say that that is unnecessary. Those same people, they don't know. What's the word I'm using? They don't know that if um, they don't know how to go all in. That's what I'm going to say. So if you're a three-year-old who loves spontaneously, it's because you love in a way that knows no separation. Like the Rumi quote. And you know, it's like that uh, Sadhguru when he says, you always want to make sure that everything you do in life is in alignment with your own sphere of consciousness. So if I know that I'm trying to show you that it's safe to be yourself. And I understand that you have reserve because that's what people will say. I'm skeptical. Okay. So if I know that you have a level of uncertainty because of your own history, I'm going to do what I can to show you that it's safe, that it's something beautiful, that it's okay. So I'm going to know in my book that I did everything that I I said the word needed to, and it's because when somebody has fear, you already know that there's a reason for it, and some people that are the 4D mystics, they have a way they describe this, which I find hilarious, because they don't know anything about what they're talking about, so hilarious, I'm being sarcastic, meaning that that's ridiculous, they, they cut themselves out of so much, but then again, they're not a securely attached body yet, so they wouldn't be able to do what I'm about to share with you in the first place, because they're attached. They're attached to the outcome. Okay, so secure attachment person is not attached to an outcome. When we're creating secure connections, it's because we're trying to say you're safe here to be whoever you are, however you are. It's cool. No problemo. You know, just do you. So the only reason we go to the extent is because we are aware of fear and so we're not going to give up on a person that we love because they're afraid to love we're going to know you're not making it hard for me to love you have an issue with love not the other way around and at a certain point this is the part we'll figure out when we've done everything that we could do to say you're safe to be here i'm safe to be i'm being myself right now so everything is cool and good and once we've done all of it, that's it. We're done. Meaning either we are aligned and re-enriched and da da da, da or not. But we know that when we look to the past, because see, some people, they don't understand this part. When you have a spontaneous ability to just enjoy life, why would you not go all in? That's the part. We're not emotionally vulnerable Because our heart is a muscle. And being able to be embarrassed is something that we are like okay with. What's the big deal? So what? I made a fool of myself. Really? (laughs) Um, I'm okay with that. I know that I actually loved. And this is the part. When you actually know you've loved, you can't ever say, I didn't try. And so you're always going to look back and say, wow. I've done a lot of beautiful things. And when you see those people who made choice points where their projection, their trauma story is what they led with, you feel just, you know, in your heart you say, I hope they're good. Hope they got to meet love for real inside their own body at some point because that's what you're going to hope for somebody, that they connect with the life they are. Because no person who's an actual love person is going to have cancel culture. The cancel culture people, they're missing out on good therapy. And they're also missing out on being able to understand why relationships and building relationships are important and how to actually have passion and tangos and all of that which life-sensitive people. So us life-sensitive people, we're not ego-sensitive. That's why we don't, again, find it hard to love or be quirky or any of it. We'll go all in. And so when you get the opportunity, when you get the opportunity to love again, and when I say this, what I mean is when you get the opportunity to share the essence of you. So I'm love, you're love, but I will be able to share the essence of me with somebody who wants to see me. That means they want to see my heart. They want to tangle with my heart. So they want to get to know who I am. That doesn't mean that they're sharing with me who they are. That doesn't mean any of it. It means that you, piece of consciousness, so here I'm with my 5D mystics, are aware that that piece of consciousness sees you and wants to see more of you. And then there's also other things that when we are within our mysticism plane, this one, I'm going to end with this, so... The beauty about being able to have clears for 5D mystics is that we always, always enjoy when we are able to share the essence that we are. And so the three-year-old loves to love, but as a grown-up. And here's where, what's life without a little romance? (laughs) And that's something, though. It's not about the contact. It's not about being in a physical union. It's about a person being intrigued by who you are as a human being, but not from the surface. They don't care about the surface. They, they care about the consciousness, the piece of consciousness. They want to connect to your heart. It's a very specific way. The ones who are open to it, they're rare. I'm, I'm thinking about people right now. But um, it's very beautiful because it's a different bond. And it's a bond that is irreplaceable, okay. And that's exactly why never in a million in, never in a million years will anyone who chooses love give up on it. And that's why, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It happens that if you're pushed to the quote-unquote extreme, you're gonna be like, hmm, yeah, I choose love, and you learn how to love more. So unbreakable is what a three-year-old heart is because it's our nervous system fyi <laughs> and it's in your brain and that's where the attachment system not the nervous system so the attachment system you get to work with it and you get to learn how to be your own self-regulator so i see myself i soothe myself i secure myself i safe, keep myself safe but when we get to share the giggly part of us the lovey part of us we're very like yay i get to do it again hoorah hurrah. hurrah because you're, like, all excited about sharing, that's just what it is, like, you get excited, anytime you can share love, why wouldn't you, now, 4D, they think about, oh, the people that didn't cherish me, and the people that this or that, okay, so they compare now to past, and they compare, because they have not yet achieve the oneness consciousness state of realizing how there's no need to compare. But I get it. Again, mononormativity is the more popular one because to get a hold of your attachment system is a journey of the heart and mind. And it is when you find yourself not being seen. So the 4D mystics, they tend to have their community be the people who see them and who they feel safe to be vulnerable with and that's why you see them on camera when they're going through a moment and that's also why you see when they're feeling like they can't make it they can't make ends meet that's their family so their family becomes the followers and that's not all of them of course but a a group of them that I've seen are there so they're still waiting for that somebody to be there and in the meantime they're very happy to channel and share guidance, and so they're building that support system, and you will notice that they share vulnerability moments with that. I, on the other hand, and anybody who's a 5D mystic is not going to be sharing our inner world like that, meaning we like to have the people that we can look in the eyes and that we can talk about and in a special way because a life partner is a person that gets to know the essence of you and they want to know the essence of you and they they want to know all of what you are as a mystic and they don't doubt you and they don't doubt anything and they actually don't hide their feelings and they don't hide who they are people who want to experience life know how to talk about their thoughts and their feelings and they don't skip out on love they actually take it and they keep it because they will see it. It's part of our mammalian heritage. And so the minute that your attachment system sees love, it will know it, it will recognize it, and then there's the opportunity to share your potential trauma story, attachment moon, whatever it is, and that will happen if a person chooses love. And instead, if they... Again, don't, then they will not choose love. They will choose fear. And that will become a clear choice in time. It's not always immediate because sometimes people don't know that they're choosing fear. And that's all people involved. Once everything that is potentially possible to be talked about and shared about, okay, this is where the choice points, again, they take place in a very specific way. So once it's made clear, no, no, I choose fear or I choose not you, not this, not this relationship, and it's not romantic, I'm talking right now about all types of relationships, a person who's choosing, I don't want a safe haven, secure based relationship, okay? So any person who chooses to project their human suffering, their trauma, their attachment wounds, they project basically their everything. Their feelings, they're upset. Uh, The adaptive child, it's all about I'm right, you're wrong. I'm going to keep power and control. I have a story. My story is true. My feelings with my story are true. You are nothing except for what I'm going to say you are. I will prove it and I will be in my self-righteous anger brain and claim it to be so. And there you go. So the adaptive child is a person who did not and does not know how to self-regulate. They're not in a conversation. They're not in an interaction. They're not present as a person who is with their higher self. They're present with a pattern, and it's a inner critic, outer critic, and then there's the shame, blame, fault, and potentially this is where when people do revenge and they're playing a pattern that is their hypervigilance and that is their actual unfortunate attachment, wounds, and trauma history. Now, when a person takes ownership of it, it's different because they say, hey, here's my background. So here's where I'm afraid to fail because I know that I've done these, 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 these things. And that's the minute that any person who's trauma-informed will say, okay, honey, or whoever, (laughs) however you call it, we're going to go to good therapy together then because here's what I know we will need because this is how your path is going to go. So are you up for it? If not, okay, well then here's how we're going to play it if you do X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G because I already have a feeling because of, and this is something that when you talk about it, it is in a way of compassion and love, but it is in a way, so those of you who are trauma-informed, and somatic-informed. If I know of a person who tells me I have had physical abuse in my household and I have i D, F, G, I'm going to say the first thing, okay, I want us to find a good therapist together. Because I know for everything I've learned that you have a pattern and you don't know it. So I want us to have a mediator that can support us so that you can first identify your triggers. Then we can work on them together because I'm going to most likely need support from somebody who's even more experienced. And that's not because there's anything to be ashamed of. No, it's because that's how we're going to learn how to harness whatever's going on here whenever those things come up, which are called your trauma, and your own attachment wounds. And that's something that is in 2023 very much a part of a good way to think about relationships. That doesn't change the spontaneity, by the way. And so, right here, also as a poly secure, a solo poly, even more important if somebody has a level of fear of abandonment or fear of rejection. Or they're basically a person who leads with a specific number of experiences that they know affect how they can or can't feel safe. But the only way that they can build a solid relationship is if they can talk about their shame, blame, fault, revenge, trauma, attachment, their story. And that's where the choice point is always... Am I going to be vulnerable with somebody that I love? Or am I going to hide myself? It's easy for a person who chooses love to say, I will, even if it's embarrassing, even if it means that maybe they'll go gossip about me, maybe they'll go tease about me, maybe they'll go spread rumors, maybe they'll say everything that I shared with them. Everything, okay? And I'm giving this example because if any person actually thinks that people are good at keeping secrets, (laughs) have you not been a teenager? I know that I'm not perfect with it, and I've done my best to be perfect, but I'm just as flawed as anybody else, and as a teenager, I began remembering this, so I and my friends, we usually say, okay, keep it a secret, okay, this is a secret, we learned how to specify it, because we all learned how to not do it, okay, and we all also learn to say, yeah, they might be telling their partner this, that be telling their part. so eventually, you just lead yourself to understand, mm, okay, I want people to keep secrets, but I don't know if they're going to, and that's on a general scale, once you grow up, and that's where it's actually something, I'd say, mature and normal, I do know people that want people to keep secrets in a way as if they're teenagers but that's because it's not teenagerish to them to them secrets mean secrets it's important but they still know how to say okay this is a secret <laughs> okay just so you know why because we all learned how to clearly communicate in an effort to double check and make sure for me personally Maria I don't uh, actually bother with a lot of things anymore I just bother with being as direct as possible. And then if I have any questions for people to try and ask, because what I've noticed is that most people don't know how to be their genuine self. And even if I do this to this day as a 43-year-old person, you know what I uncover? I uncover that people don't say everything. They don't know how to just... They don't know how to be spontaneous. It's the most... Unfortunate thing ever. They don't know how to be themselves. So, the part about uh, being quirky apparently makes people very edgy. No, I don't know what it is. No, I do know what it is. But on that note, we'll end here. So, be compassionate, be kind, be loving. People go through their own stuff. We all know this. If they want to love, they'll love. And if they won't, they won't. And it's okay though. We continue to expand together. And we have a lovely bunch of 5 D educators expanding as well. So tune on in for more. Have a wonderful day.